Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Build Time. Today we have Stefan from Cosmic and uh, Tom from Imagix. He's going to be going over some of the cool things that you can do with the uh, Imagix uh, solution uh, and, and kind of how it connects with Cosmic. Uh, I'm Tony with Cosmic and uh, we're excited to go over uh, some of this this cool uh, partnership uh, uh, stuff that you can do with Cosmic and Imagix to, to make uh, great products. So Tom, you want to go ahead and uh, take it away for us? Yeah, thanks so much, Tony. Uh, it, it's great to be talking here. And, and I know we've done a couple of things here and there, but I think this is a really fun project. I'm glad to be uh, sharing it with everyone here. Uh, so like you mentioned, uh, so Imagix uh, is a partner with Cosmic. And you know, I think the most important thing to think about is just if you use Cosmic, any image you put there is 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 on Imagix, so it's an extremely easy way to, to use Imagix, right? Like it's it's included with it. It's super powerful. So whenever you're putting a, an image there and and then using the API to display it, it's going to be uh, using the power of Imagix. And I think it'd be kind of interesting to go through and just show some of the neat things you can do with Imagix to expand upon it and and, and use it in a performant way on your site. Um, so you know, this whole project started out really as an idea that. When we talk to customers, we're generally creating code pens, code sandboxes, different kind of things that just show off a certain future or a certain thing they're looking at, right? Uh, and and I email it to them, or maybe I have a call with them, but I don't know where it goes after that. It just gets kind of forgotten, right? Um, and typically, you know, you think back to your old days in in the class when when you have a question, you know, someone else probably has that same question, right? Well. I think this falls in line with this idea of if I make a demo, I bet someone else might want to see it. Uh, so I, I had this idea of, well, let's create a demos page and uh, each post, let's call it right, is just actually just one of those code pens or code sandboxes that people can look at themselves. And and I wanted to make something, but I really didn't want to spend like a crazy amount of time making this and doing all these blog posts. Otherwise, I would have just wrote full on blog posts for every single demo. But I think I would have gone maybe insane doing that, right? So I was like, okay, how can I just create something simple? And I was like, okay, let's this like this is going to be a great way to use Cosmic. I can create like a, a simple, fast, good site, and I, it's going to make it really easy for editors just to add these these demos in there. So I had this idea of let's find just take the embed excerpt from a code pen, and if you put that in a post in, in CMS in in Cosmic then let's just display it on the front end and make it look good. And then that's where it all started out as. And uh, we ended up with something really cool, I think. Uh, let me go ahead and share my screen and show you here. So let's see. All right, yeah. So uh, the idea being here, it, it's I'm, I'm just hosting it because I'm going to show you the code, but it's also uh, available here at demos.imagex.com, right? Uh, the idea here is that I just click into something and whatever code pen article code sandbox I put in, it's right here. It's going to generate. So you can see the code here, or you can actually just play around with it yourself and whatever it is, super easy to do. And, and when I think about what is this in cosmic, well, all it is, is just an image, a title, you know, some kind of excerpt and then the embed code. That's all I'm doing to build out every single post. It's, super easy and that allows everyone to just to take those previous things and, and make tons and tons of these posts uh it, it really turned out i think uh i think nice and I, I loved how easy it was to do with cosmic so i'm thinking maybe i could just dive in and show how we built it is that that cool tony 
Yeah, that sounds great. And um, you know, we're gonna actually we're, we're show gonna have links. Oh yeah, we're gonna have links in the show notes to uh, the demo uh, site as well as um, the code, so uh, so users can can see how it's all put together. But yeah, let's go ahead and check it out. How, see how it's built. So if I and just to show the idea of of cosmic, if I do a post here, right? Like I said, just title. I I put the code here for the the iframe. I'm just putting a little excerpt here and. That's where I upload my image and that's all I do, right? Don't have to think about anything else. And I'm really just taking a large image, uploading it here and never thinking about it again. And when I go back to this image, if I look over here, if I'm actually inspecting this, it's uh, you can see it's actually generating this, this responsive design here where it's doing all these different sizes. It's gonna intelligently choose the right format choose the right size based on what my design is here. It's and it's going to lazy load it in. It's all really, really cool. Again, I didn't have to do anything. You kind of see how it just quickly blurs it blurs right there at one second. Yeah, that, I think that was one really uh, cool aspect too. So so yeah, so let's dive into the code and show it here. Here we go. So the site is built uh, on Next.js and it's using uh, Tailwind and uh, being deployed with Vercel, uh, Cosmic as the CMS, and then the images are ImageX since it's through Cosmic, right? So if I just go, let's just start at the uh, index page here. Cool. So, uh, you know, I, I'm essentially creating these APIs using the Cosmic NPM, right? And, and once I created those different APIs on each page, I'm just calling them using uh, the, the get static paths and props, right? So, and, and then I'm displaying it right here. So I, I just do my different components. Like, so my intro is kind of like my header at the top, and then I'm calling in the different posts right here. And um, I think you can zoom out maybe a couple clicks. Oh yeah, I'm gonna zoom out. Yeah. There you go, that's perfect. And, and right here is where I'm, I'm calling that API, right? The get static props. I'm, I'm calling in my my post for homepage, and uh, these post, you know, and I'm I'm actually statically building this website, but I'm using Vercel's uh, ISR, right? So that's like it's intermittently gonna check to see if something has been updated, and if something's been updated from from you guys, it's not actually gonna rebuild the entire site. It's just gonna take the new thing and add that. So and that like stands really... for incremental static regeneration. Yeah, incremental nice. uh, static. Yeah, yeah. So whatever time you choose, it's incremental. Increment. Oh, this is why I said ISR. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna incrementally uh, just add the new things and not rebuild the whole site. So I think that's a really, uh, really cool future to be using here. Yeah, Next.js has some really like nifty features when it comes to like needing to refresh some of that data. And I mean, it's no surprise that. You just have all the options so if you want to statically build something, but it's like, oh, I don't want to rebuild the whole site. So it just comes in handy. Yeah. So if I dig into, uh, let's just dig into the actual posts here, right? So if I go to my uh, more demos here, here we go. So I'm going to call the actual post here and it's going to map it. So it's going to, for every single post, it's going to repeat this code, right? That's the, the bread and butter of why Next.js is so glorious, right? It's just one block of code and repeats it for everything. And I'm kind of just identifying the key different items and actually connecting them based on their name in the API here, right? 
And this is all coming from what name I used in, in Cosmic, right? And uh, whenever I'm confused in life, I'm not sure what name to use. There's like that simple developer tools button in Cosmic. You can just kind of go in and press it and it's going to tell me which one to use. So that's pretty cool. Can you show us that really quick? Yeah, totally. The um, developer tools. Yeah, I think you, uh, oh. I think you encouraged me to stop doing this the, the the basic kind of GraphQL type stuff and instead actually uh, uh -huh. use the npm module, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, the npm module is is quite nice, especially because we just did a redesign on the um, uh, on the methods, so everything is like really concise. And um, yeah, I'd love to see. Yeah, so you can run this um, uh, to to get instant access to um, exactly what that code looks like. Right. Um, yep. and then, uh, yeah, you can copy and paste it into an so, application. Yeah. So that's like a single post. If I go back here now, press it, it's going to give me the code for all the posts. Right. Right. And now I can run it here. And again, it's going to show me, see, it's bringing in all these objects and I got to just make sure, okay, I brought in this, this, and this, but if I want the, the image or something else, I just got to go in and update this to whatever whatever it is I want. I think metadata, right? Right, exactly. Now, now if I click in here, in the metadata area, I got all my other good stuff. I got my my image, the excerpt, all that extra stuff I added. So it's just... So quick point on that, because it's funny, you, you were using GraphQL and you were getting, you know, kind of the benefits of GraphQL is the fact that you have these uh, declarative ways of querying your content. However, um, with our NPM module and with, with our REST API, we actually give you GraphQL-like uh, powers in the fact that you can really limit that response to exactly only the properties that you need, right? So using props, you can just set uh, any of those um, those parameters and and that's the uh, that's the query that you get returned. That's the response you, you have returned. Yeah, that, that's literally the only reason I would use GraphQL is just because I didn't want to request everything, right? And that's the that's the the right thing to do not not slid on your site by generating all these responses but i'm always having to try to figure out what the name specifically of everything is to try to get the right graphql call going but this made it uh just a lot easier i think great cool um yeah so going back to that code we can dig in what these posts look like now so what do we gotta look up here my post preview here so uh, I'm breaking it down, you know, we, we, so for each post, I've got the cover image. I've got my category listed, right? Uh, got some author info. So let's just go back and kind of compare those side by side, maybe, so you can see how I'm generating them on the actual page. So sorry, the cover image here, right? You've got the category and the title coming in, the date this excerpt right here and then this authors this this author section so that's how i'm building out each one and just repeating it uh in the actual code here and yeah so it's just everywhere i want to declare it i can either a just declare the value here or actually make a component for it right and if i want to do something more complex on the image side um i can go here i think i actually didn't really mess with this image side much from where I actually forked this originally from one of your uh, next merge sections. And this actually did it uh, really well. It's it's actually calling in the, the ImageX uh, SDK, right? So it's just bringing in that URL and then generating a responsive design. And then down here, 
you're able to help declare uh, the uh, the lazy loading idea, right? So bringing in something, you know, I, I'm bringing in over here a, a very small image, right? A 10 wide image, but I'm bringing in at the big size. So it just gives it that effect of it looks like a blurry image at first, but I'm not loading something that's heavy. I'm loading something that's very small, right? So this is whatever, a two or three K kilobyte request. And then afterwards, bring in the other one, right? So it was a really, uh, really neat use case there of yeah, getting that kind of low quality image feeling. Yeah, we use that. We use that trick on a lot of our templates uh, with Cosmic. We just, it's so easy with ImageX is just popping that small size image and then loading it in as just a blurry image. And it's just super convenient, easy to do. Yeah, I think, uh, and if you're not familiar also just with Tailwind, you might be wondering all this weird stuff is here. So so that's Tailwind. And, um, you know, for me, it's, I don't have to know CSS, thank goodness. And here <laughs> I can pump this in. <laughs> Tailwind's, we were talking about it. Tailwind's one of those things where you, you go to Tailwind, you don't ever want to go back to just writing CSS. It's just like, you're yeah. kind of like, it's kind of like you're, uh, you're cursed, you're scarred after that, but it's so convenient. So it's like, oh. Well, and, and you can just go down the rabbit hole because then you can find like Tailwind UI and now you're just getting yeah. full on examples yeah. so you don't have to do anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's wonderful. Um, yeah, okay. So yeah, this is like the great example of building out the image component here and adding that that LKIP. Um, so thinking about the design of the site, so I had the, the homepage, right? And then from the homepage, the only other places you can really go are to like a categories page or the individual posts, right? And the way to do that is just creating this, this slug and you're essentially saying whatever uh, slug you pass in by clicking on something, it's gonna populate that that field, right? So um, looking at these different ones here, so we can look at this one for example. So you just have to make a different API call for each of these again, right? And you're gonna use the get static props to, to call each one. So that's that's the the main thing you really need to focus on is just creating the three or four different API calls because like I was clicking through in that example of the developer tools, if you go into an individual post, that's how you call the individual post versus when I was looking at all the posts, that's how I called all of them, right? So that was the the really key aspect there, and uh, you know, it, it, otherwise it's it's a pretty simple idea to uh, what I'm doing. I mean, we can look at. Like I mentioned, the the embed, right? It's it's I'm literally just calling an embed here and and putting in that's what's creating that that code pen item right here. So it, it's just bringing in the the actual uh, code in here. And and you know I think Tony and I were were debating this idea like everything was easy, but for a second I was just like if I just want to put legit code an iframe into a CMS and have them generate it right, <laughs> you know, yeah. like will that work? Yeah, you want to explain this uh, yeah. dangerously set inner HTML scary thing? Yeah, because the, the big, you know, workaround or thing is, is that when people just put random stuff into a CMS block, uh, you're going to try to make it renderable, right? But I'm trying to say, no, I really want this to be just my pure HTML. <laughs> so this is like a way to get around that and, and make uh, Next.js understand, you know, that, hey, I'm giving uh, just pure html and that's that's embedded this dangerously set inner html yeah <laughs> yeah so that's a react um requirement right if you want to just pass like a html and render it 
uh, from a string into HTML on the page. That's something that they, you know, they advise against that, but, you know, it just depends on making sure that, you know, you have the safe inputs. And so, because you trust yourself and, the, and Cosmic to render the right, you know, non-malicious code, like that's, that's actually okay, right? Yeah, and, and there's, it's kind of neat where I'm, I'm putting the code in the, uh, in Cosmic, I can actually see, um, it, it rendered before I even deploy it, right? Like if I, let's see here, if I just click this one here. So yeah, like mm -hmm. when I'm, I'm making an empty one, I put the code in here, but I just literally press this button and you can see the preview to see it's actually working, right? And, you know, one thing I, I haven't uh, built yet, but I have like a, you know, a future dream list is is that idea of that the merge requests where you guys set up here, right? So I could have, since as we add more and more authors uh, adding posts here, to have it not actually go to production, but have it go to, to some kind of a staging. So someone else has to theoretically like approve it, kind of like kind of like a Git request, right? a Git repo, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's like something I really need to add, which is like the the, the V2, right? V2 is you add this, you, add, you, you press the, the publish button, and it, someone's actually going to look at it one more time just to make sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you chose the right template to do that um, because it's built yeah. into that template for um, for um, collaboration using Cosmic Merge Requests. So yeah, definitely let me know when you get to that point when you, when you want to create those workflows and I can uh, help uh, guide you guys. Yeah, definitely. So um, yeah, so this was the way I was putting those embed codes and you know, beyond that, the only other thing I had to do was was make my little categories page, right? So you can click on each category, and and again, um, it's 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 kind of recreating the home page where you show all the posts, but you put that one caveat of I want you to actually just show the ones that equal this uh, this parameter, right? And um, I think the way I did that is in my library here. Here we go. So this this library section, this is where I'm putting like all the different um requests i'm making right so let's see if i can find my category one here real quick here we go yeah so i'm right in here right i i i'm essentially saying find any post right except make the make this field which is my category field equal to something which i'm passing in each time right because that was a really important kind of aspect of making the that slug page possible but you can do this with with anything now right like th th this is a really interesting way to, to do you know like i want to let's say you want to implement a search in the future right well if you want to do a search then again you're going to be passing in the value in that search bar and it's got to equal you know probably the title section or whatever it is you want to search off of, right so i think this is a really neat example of, of doing this again through the npm module right not doing it through uh yeah Cool. Yeah, that looks great. That's uh, that's a great example, a great use case of using uh, everything in that kind of find after the find method is the cosmic query. So yeah, you can query by metadata. You can query by, let's say you wanted to do like a regular expression even. You can search by if uh, the title contains certain keywords or if you wanted to search by author, you can also do that. Any connected objects to the, the specific post, you could do that as well. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot of uh, capabilities uh, there you have out of the box. Well, and if you just get rid of this, then you're essentially just f finding the posts, right? Because you are kind of make like if I I made a post section, an author section, and the category section, 
but I don't want all three of those sections being put on the homepage, right? Mm-hmm. Just by getting rid of that, that's a way to kind of do the show all posts really simply. Exactly. Cool. So yeah, so I, uh, you know, beyond that, like I said, we just deployed it through Vercel and now, uh, now, you know, it's working really well. And every time we add a new post, it's just using that incremental um, build, right? So it's a really great way to just make sure the site stays performant without having to trigger rebuilds and not having it, you know, server side search every time you load. I think those are all really key aspects for performance that, you know, are, are good for uh, this kind of site. Very cool. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, Tom, um, on the Imagic side of things, is there anything that you want maybe our uh, viewers and listeners to understand about some of the Imagix capabilities that you offer uh, with the Imagix service and maybe just some things that you've seen um, out in the wild that is underutilized? Uh, maybe with if you want to show us like maybe some of those demos that you're offering on the um, on, on the actual uh, website, are there certain things that we should be looking at to, to really show our customers uh, some things that they should be using in their applications and their websites? Yeah, I mean, the, the, there's a lot of, the, I mean, so this one's a really good example right here, actually. So uh, I don't know if you, have you heard of uh, Unsplash. It's like a, a stock photo company, right? And uh, it, the idea there is, you know, anyone could kind of submit their own their own photos and they're only high quality ones that get approved and anyone could kind of use them, right? Well, when they share a page on social media or, or about a category or a section, um, instead of it just being one image that is on the, the on Twitter or something like that, they actually want to make it look, you know, more exciting to stand out, right? And this is a great example of what that image is. It's it's the whole image is here, and they have their the logo up here, but it's actually three images, right? So you're bringing in all these different images, and it's kind of dynamic for each page. And what they're using is actually like a complex version of Imagix because Imagix you can add watermarks and add text and add blends and logos and, and build like a really complex image and just pass in these different dynamic values. So I think that idea of making your social media share images um, dynamic based on each page is a really exciting um, use case of Imagix that's pretty underutilized. Because if you want your stuff to stand out in social media, you're going to have to just do something different and creating you know, a, a a fun looking image that is custom to every single post can be made a lot faster just by setting up something like this. I think that's a really great example of thinking there's so many more APIs, right? Like anything that's kind of like Photoshop-y that you might do in your mind, let's do that on the fly automatic with Imagix instead. Um, Yeah, that's that's definitely a neat idea. I think, um, you know, when you think about images, you think about, uh your your actual stuff in production on the end and how fast they are and that kind of stuff right but you have all your internal admin type tools as well and i think imagex can really empower those well like if editors really want to build out cropping tools or do something to some kind of existing tool they have you know this is like a great example of how you might build out a cropping idea in an internal tool right this is just something your editors are going to see they're going to upload an image and they can crop the image out. And once it's cropped, this is the actual image, right? It, the thing is, it's got all these different parameters in here, but you just map those to, ha- to how you're building it out in your tool. So essentially, f- 
you know, don't change up how you're doing things sometimes. Sometimes you can just, you know, improve it by using ImageX to empower those, those homegrown tools maybe you built. That's actually something that uh, we do with Cosmic. We don't have the cropper tool, though. I'm making a mental note that we should implement that one in our dashboard. But we do offer the ability to kind of set those parameters uh, using uh, the dashboard interface, right? So if you wanted to kind of uh, do the settings. So um, uh, yeah, right there, it's, it's the settings exactly. So yeah. so we do offer some of these things, but the cropper, that's a really nice addition as well. Yeah, we, I, could, I can show you how we, how, we, uh, how we built out the cropper. It'd be perfect. Cool. That's awesome. The um, I think I think this the the key here is really just doing what you might you know pay a designer to do or someone to do to do. If you can really do that programmatically, it, it's skipping that idea and just do it automatically, right? I mean, again, avatars most simplest thing in the world, right? Like it's just a representation of who you are, and people are uploading their own images all the time. Well, you could improve that in so many ways. Like one way is detecting the faces and having it go to it and, and zoom in on it. And this would be really easy to do in, in, in Cosmic, honestly, right? Like just have whatever image you upload and then on the front end code, hey, just zoom into the face, you know, add some kind of box around here, add some blurriness, something like that. So it all just, every time it gets uploaded, the actual editor doesn't have to worry about making sure that the, the the face is cropped or chosen because you have that kind of battle of, like you said, there's a rec crop thing that could be neat, but having it be something you don't have to worry about and it intelligently happens is a really powerful thing too, right? So in this avatar example, is yeah. um, that first one, is it programmatically taking that avatar and making that background blurred from the avatar itself? Exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it, cool. Yeah, no, it's it, it it's adding the text, adding these emojis, and then do this is a blurred version of the same image behind it, and then putting Got this it. in front of it. It's really, really, really neat idea there, right? And again, yeah, you can just pass in the name and pass in this, and then the rest it'll just get generated and created. It, cl clearly, there's a whole ton of ImageX things that I have yet to explore because uh, just going in and doing some of the the more basic queries like formatting and quality and all that. But like, uh, this is kind of opening up uh, a lens to all, like a whole new world of ImageX for me at least, so. Yeah, the, uh, I mean, even this is a great idea here of, of uh, so GIFs are inherently like a pretty heavy thing, right? And it's like an old format. Well, if you were to take that GIF, you could actually use ImageX to uh, convert it to like a video format. And you can't tell the difference between them, right? Like. Uh, but one is just drastically lighter than another. And that's a really interesting idea because I'm I'm literally just doing um let's see if I what am I in here? This is an image and then this is a video tag, is what I'm doing, right? So I'm just passing in that same image, but just doing FM format equals MP4. So it's converting it to a video. Wow. And putting it in a video tag. It's like the biggest secret of the world that all these gifts you look at actually on the internet aren't gifts. Like Giphy <laughs> is actually not gifts; it's videos. Twitter, all their gifts are videos. That's like a really, you know, uh, big thing that to do is is let's you know optimize that animation that we all love and make it not a not actually a gift, yeah. right? <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, and and you know the uh, Imagix is really starting to expand beyond the images as well. Uh, I think 
video is, is such an important uh, visual format as well you're seeing on the internet. And right now, a lot of people use those, like I mentioned, MP4, right? But one of the big problems with MP4 is it, essentially if you do a high quality MP4, it looks great for us. But what happens when your signal is bad? It's going to start catching up and, and not working, right? Well, uh, we've all experienced Netflix or something like that, where if you actually have bad signal, you, you'll see that it degrades and gets blurry, but keeps playing. And it's, it's like choked for a second and then returns back, right? The worst. Well, but I mean, the thing is, what would you rather have it do? Do you want it to be blurry or do you want it to stop, right? I feel like I just don't have the patience for either, but yeah, it's, it's a good point. <laughs> yeah, I just... I, just the above. I close my eyes and plug my ears for a minute. And... Yeah. So if, if you think about this new video format, it's called... Uh, so it's so HLS. It's essentially generating a bunch of different video sizes, and every like eight seconds, it's intelligently going to load uh, a different resolution based on what your actual bandwidth is on your phone or your computer. So it's like a really interesting idea that if you're just getting close to catching up to that thing, to, to that stop point, right? It'll just switch down just one degradation, you know, not go all the way down to the bad blurry one, but just go a little less down to give mm -hmm. you time to catch up on the buffer again. Because maybe you just happen to be going in a bad signal area and it'll return for a moment, right? That's amazing. So very similar to like image or uh, the image tag source set. This is something to where it's almost like dynamic. Uh, exactly. Dynamic. Provided, yeah. Dynamic yeah. optimization. Yeah. It's really it's cool. A, it's a really cool idea. So, I mean, it's it's a, it's a newer thing that we just started doing a couple months ago. So, yeah. Cool, cool thing to check out. I would definitely suggest it. And, it, you know, it's it's just one of those things of, you know, you think about what stops your customers, your viewers or whatever from from interacting with your site. And I think about page load speed. Right. But I also think about just if you're trying to watch a video and it's just not working, you're going to get leave and give up too, right. So find a way to keep keep that content rolling. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All about that user experience. Tom, I wanted to ask. um you're you're touching on the basis of uh, kind of taking you know being able to programmatically solve some of those problems as the developer, and I kind of wanted to bridge into for developers who are just getting into doing some of those design optimizations. What's their like? What's their easiest segue into starting to use Imagex and like maybe would it just be some basic params on images to start out with and just going over some of the documentation, but what would you suggest? We have kind of a fun um, sandbox page actually. So it's called sandbox.imagex.com. And there's like a bunch of these, these neat examples down here, like pre-made. And, awesome. and when you look into them, it, it like breaks out all the parameters like one by one, just so you kind of see how it was built, I guess. And then you can, you know, switch out the images easily and, and see how it affects them, that kind of thing. And it's it's really just to give you this idea of what actually went into each idea to, to make this image possible. And then, you know, again, when you're building it out from, from Cosmic, putting this in the front end side, and it'll just generate on the image side, right? That'll be, that'll how it work. Because you have this, I think you have this, this dilemma of, and, and, you know, this is what, how you make things way easier, right? Is the developer needs to learn this, but 
you know, the editor, they're never going to learn this. They're never going to memorize this. I mean, really, the design, the, the engineer isn't either, right? But if the engineer puts it one time into the code, then these editors, they don't have to worry about ever trying to make it a circle and, and getting that fed into their head of don't worry, just put, you know, a, a, the square image in there. We're going to zoom in on the face. We're going to make it a circle. We're going to make that all happen. And you never have to worry about it is, is a really great way to like empower that editorial team to, to get that, you know, the power of, of Imagix, right? This makes me think of a really cool idea for an extension. Well, tell me if you think it's really cool. Mm -hmm. If we have an extension that renders that uh, dynamic content on the fly on, on Cosmic, where let's say you are, you know, updating um, an object and, and trying these like watermarks and, and cropping and, and uh, you know, but all these elements kind of can be coming from Cosmic. So once you click save right there in the editing experience, you'll be able to see like, you know, uh, that dynamic content served from Cosmic rendered using Imagix and, and those query parameters. Um, because I think that's, we're kind of touching on a, a very important um, general point when it comes to like a, a content management system. It's really, we're trying to bridge the gap between like the complexity of, of the developer uh, task and, and the ease of use of a content editor and, and sort of like creating that like preview environment, just like what you just showed us with the sandbox that makes it really easy to kind of mm -hmm. test out your, um, your capabilities. I think the same thing we can kind of, you know, demonstrate something here. Let's say, uh, you know, if we installed an extension that, that served like, you know, the title of this, uh, this demo, uh, you know, the, uh, maybe the author's name and, and the avatar. So I think there's an opportunity here to really kind of bridge that gap even more between uh, Cosmic and Imagix to have some sort of a, a, you know, sandbox environment here, right, right there in the dashboard. Yeah, because that's, you know, the, uh, the big thing is having some kind of a tool to empower them to make that easier to use all those combinations. And I think that'd be really neat because you're not only generating a thumbnail, but like generate you know, the the share image, the OG image that has the title put on there and the logo and all that kind of stuff. That'd be really cool to like generate it so you could see it here. And then maybe even then when you call it in, in the API, uh, you're just literally calling the, you know, instead of the cover image, it's the, you know, I don't know, OG cover image or something like that. That'd be really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I think the when you brought up the sandbox and you pulled up the page, the first thing I was like, where's the, uh, it builds you that query. And that's always, sometimes, you know, you're developing, you're in a pinch and you just want to see what you're editing. And then to be able to just click a button built, built those queries for you. And it's just like, bam, you pop that in your code. And sometimes you're in and out of there in, in a minute and mission accomplished. Well, how about yeah. even building like three variations of this image, right? Like you could do one yeah. thing and save it as cover image two and build another and cover image three. So then you could kind of call each variation for different scenarios too. That'd be kind of neat. Oh, yeah. And like even just being able to, yeah, like simply maybe you want to use it for different parts. You could just crop it in there and just, yeah, that's that's a good idea. We're on to something here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we yeah, got a whole awesome. list of cool stuff in our in our uh, product roadmap so we, we need we can add one more cool thing 
<laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, what, so just so you, uh, our viewers know, uh, what you showed was the old dashboard, and we're actually working on an entirely new dashboard, actually built on Next.js. And so you'll see quite a bit of performance enhancements, improvements. A lot of the stuff that we're doing on the Cosmic dashboard is rendered using Imagix, right? Because we uh, we preach what we, you know, we, we practice what we preach. And so we've got... Oh, yeah. Imagix powering the Cosmic dashboard, as well as out of the box available for customers to use. So we're really excited. Um, that was a great demo, Tom. Is is there anything else um, that we didn't cover that we should uh, we should let our viewers know about? No, I mean I, I think you know. So if you want to use Imagix and you don't, you know, need a CMS for it, you can go to Imagix, and we do have uh, free forever accounts for those developers to start using it now. But I think. Really, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you should be using Cosmic and just getting the free powers of Imagix through it. I think that is really the the amazing power you're going to get, you know, through Cosmic here is getting all these additional tools to go with it. And I think that's just amazing. It, it literally is is so easy to use. You know, I'm sitting here thinking, what can I do to display my demos page at Imagix? And duh, it needs to be Cosmic, right? Thank you for the vote of confidence and for being a good uh, <laughs> a, a, a demo guide here. Uh, Tom, we love Imagix. Uh, we, we, our customers rave about you guys. So thank you for taking this on a tour, showing us some cool stuff that you guys have recently been working on. Uh, this is a great template. We'll make sure to have um, this available for download. It's open source. So, uh, so folks can download it uh, and kind of look at uh, all the cool stuff happening under the hood. Uh, deploy it and uh, yeah, uh, get more familiar with some of these great capabilities that uh, both of our services offer. Um, anything else to add, Stefan? Anything uh, on your end? I just wanted to say thank you for the demo, Tom. Uh, it's opened a lens as far as you know the world of Imagix, and I'm looking forward to exploring some of those really cool features. So thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to see what you do. Thanks. All right, that's a wrap, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Uh, tune, in, tune in next time for another episode of Build Time. Uh, thank you, Tom. Thank you, Stefan. Thanks, Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you, Tom.